0: Welcome back to Life at Hopebridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, staff and parents to find out what it's really like. Every week, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. And today, we have a mother of three girls sharing her take on life as a parent at Hopebridge School. Nikki Thompson talks about all the opportunities that have been made available to her daughters, the process of moving up through the school years and the responsibilities that come with this but we also hear the advice that Nikki has for others with teenage daughters so come with me now as Tracy talks to mother of 3 Nikki Thompson
1: so today we're joined by a parent of 3 girls who are all growing up fast to find out more about being a parent at Hobridge School let's talk to Nikki Thompson hello Nikki hello there now Nikki you're a parent of 3 girls <laughs> how old are they
2: they are 15, 13 and 10. So the, the, other two, the older two have moved on from Hobridge, but the younger one is still there in year five. Right.
1: Now, we, we tend when we talk to parents, we tend to hear nice things about Hobridge School, which is lovely. But I was really interested to hear on your take, what's your favourite things for the school from a point of view of, of girls going there?
2: I mean, there, there are so many things I love about the school, but from the point of view specifically of girls, I think the school gives them this amazing sense of confidence and self-belief. The girls at Hobridge are often in the minority. And in fact, parents open days before I've been asked, oh, does, does that worry them? Do they mind? But they're a really formidable bunch. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think being at Hobridge teaches them that they are just as capable as boys, whether that's academically or in sport or, or drama or music or whatever takes their fancy, really. Personally, I, I do think actually for girls, this sense of confidence and self-belief is, is really important. My daughters used to laugh about the fact that when it was raining during games lessons at school, the boys wouldn't be out, they'd be inside. But the girls would be out there doing their thing and <laughs> playing their hockey or their netball or whatever. And I, and I think it really gives them a sense of they can do anything. They can keep up with anybody, which is great.
1: And was that something that you were specifically looking for, the fact that there, there would be girls and boys?
2: Uh, not initially, actually, my husband and I moved back with the girls from having been overseas for a long time and we looked at several schools in the area and obviously having three girls we did look at girls' schools as well and I think what swung it for us actually at Hobridge in terms of choosing the school was probably the estate at the time it was i mean it's such beautiful it's got a beautiful old manor house it's got amazing grounds and we really loved the greenery in the space and it actually wasn't until the children had been there for a while and and obviously now they've left that that actually I realised that for us for my children personally obviously it's not one size fits all a mixed school was absolutely the best place for them to be.
1: Now school is obviously not all about sitting behind a desk especially these days how have you felt about all the extra opportunities that have been made available to your girls?
2: I mean, I I just think they're so lucky. So for my daughters personally, they've really engaged in the sport there and they've benefited hugely from the girls' sport. The the Hobridge girls, despite the fact that obviously compared to girls' schools, they've actually got a relatively small pool to choose from, they absolutely excel at sport, whether that's netball or hockey or cricket. They play every day at school. They have regular matches right from year four, really, regular tournaments, and they go on, on tour with their, with their teams. So my two older daughters, between them, went to Guernsey, Edinburgh, Belfast, and the Isle of Wight wow. to play <laughs> netball. Yeah, with their netball teams, which is such a fantastic opportunity. And the results really sort of are extraordinary. So my, my oldest daughter uh, was part of a netball team which won a national championship, and my middle daughter's team had had just won their regionals when lockdown happened, so obviously they they couldn't then progress to the next level but but they're 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 just taught so so well, and it gives them this real love of sport that they then take on into their into their next school I mean my youngest is just starting now, so she's off to take part in a hockey tournament in a few weeks because her the her the team she was in did really well and they and they qualified. And she'll go off on an overnight trip because they're playing in Somerset, and she is beyond excited about the prospect of a night in the Premier Inn with her friends and her coaches <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's all part of growing up, isn't it? It's very, very useful to have that kind of experience.
2: it is, it is and and I think also it 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 helps them going through to their next school because Hobridge obviously is, is a is a great school in itself. But it is, it's a prep school, so it's preparing them for seniors. So, so for my two older girls, I mean, the, the, as I say, really they engage with the sport probably more than the drama and the music, although there is a lot of that on offer as, as well at Hobridge. I just can't speak to that as much personally. But um, my, my two older girls going to their senior schools, um, when they arrive and they start playing sport, you, you really do see how well they've been taught up to that point.
1: Well, there anything particular that surprised you that was on offer that you, you didn't think was going to be on offer?
2: I, I really like, I think the drama is really good. In In Year 6 at Hobridge, they do a, a show every year um, and, and it's always a very, very high quality and, and the, the Year 6 children tend to get quite engaged in it, even those people who haven't been engaged in drama up until that point. My oldest daughter did, her year did Mary Poppins, which was a great show. And uh, unfortunately, my, the middle one came a cropper of COVID. Oh. But I think that, yes, it's a real shame. But yes, I, uh, they were going to do, I can't actually remember what they're going to do now, The Lion King which again, oh, would have been fabulous. Oh, what a <laughs> yeah. shame. Yeah.
1: Perhaps another time, maybe. Perhaps another time, exactly. <laughs> now, we, we've just mentioned that your uh, two of your girls have gone on to senior schools. That must have been quite an interesting time to choose where they were going to go. Tell us a bit more about that process.
2: So we were a bit blindsided by the process, really, because we arrived from overseas. We'd been overseas for about nine years. And my oldest daughter arrived and went into year four at Hobridge. We were completely clueless about the whole 11 plus process about the options available to us in the area and in fact we were actually quite shocked that having made this enormous move back to the UK and recently chosen a prep school we had to go through the whole thing all over again but the staff and in fact the other parents at Hobridge were really helpful in terms of talking us through the process as complete outsiders who hadn't got a clue how it all worked and, in terms of suggesting schools for us which might appeal once they understood what we were looking for and and actually they they helped us to understand what we were looking for. so it became very clear to the headmaster at the time, Nick Arkell who who's now moved on but but it became very clear to him that my husband and I were looking at looking for a school with a lot of outdoor space, long before it became clear to my husband and I that that's mm. actually what we were looking for. And obviously, then he was able to suggest some schools and and sort of send us down the right path and the teachers are very helpful as well they're they're very approachable they've they've been through the whole process several times and and they're a really good reality check in terms of is this what i should we be aiming for this school? You know is she going to be the right fit academically is this going to work for us they The whole process is very um collaborative, I would say, which is exactly what we needed.
1: Mm, nice to hear. It's a huge responsibility, really, isn't it?
2: It is. I mean, and actually, all of the schools, we're very lucky where we are. All of the schools are very good, so I'm sure they'll be, they'll be happy wherever they go. But it's just, it's just helpful to know that you feel like you're in a safe pair of hands. You feel like this is a process that everybody knows, at Hobridge knows what they're doing. They've got very good contacts with the other senior schools. Um, they've obviously got a huge... Alumni network to tap into, so you can speak to people. When when we were looking at the senior schools for my eldest daughter, as I said, we were sort of new to the UK and didn't know uh, really what the schools were like. So Mr. Arkell suggested we speak to some parents of old girls who were at the senior schools we were looking at, mm. which was just so helpful.
1: Yes, it's a real insight, isn't it? As opposed to just reading yes. a brochure or looking on a website, you, you're getting the inside track.
2: Yeah, exactly
1: does exactly. anything surprising get thrown up <laughs> any <laughs> any honest opinions that put you off
2: no no actually it was it was the conversation was really helpful actually and it was also good to know to gauge the what the in the in the school that we decided we wanted to go for to learn a little bit more about the headmistress and if we wanted to go to this particular school things we should we should perhaps you know <laughs> comments we should make
1: <laughs> very helpful Yes, yeah, very helpful. <laughs> Can I ask where where did they go in the end? I'm curious.
2: The the, the two older ones are at a school called uh, St. Catherine's which is just the other side of Guildford.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're loving it there. They they absolutely love it. It was it's the absolutely right school for them both academically and in terms of the 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 for us we we went with a single sex school but but obviously there's uh, mixed schools would work for for other children, but it just seems to work well for them. They're very happy there.
1: Yeah, I think from personal experience, actually, when you're younger, that sort of association and mixing with boys does help. It does help set you up. And I think then when you go on, you can do your concentrating, perhaps without without the presence of boys. But- well, I think that's absolutely right. And actually,
2: the Hobridge School have a fireworks evening coming up, which is always a great event. It's it's really, all the children come along, the fireworks are fabulous. They go on and on and on. And my eldest daughter is going back to Hobridge for the fireworks night with uh, several girls and boys in her year who obviously all left now three or four years ago but they catch up regularly they see each other they hang out they're they're in touch on social media it's it's really lovely it's it's it's, I feel like she they've made some lifelong friendships.
1: I'm always struck actually when I speak to either the pupils or the the teachers perhaps the coaches that there's a there's a, a warmth that comes through about Hobridge school
2: Yes, definitely. And I think that's, that's everywhere. That comes from, from the teachers, from the headmaster, but also the other parents. It's a really friendly, sociable school. And, and I think everyone helps, helps each other out. And I think that sort of flows through to their children. It's, it's just got a lovely atmosphere to it.
1: Now, teenage daughters... Three of them. Well, nearly teenage. But if you were going to present a podcast entitled Living with Teenage Daughters, I was just wondering if you had any advice for other mothers. I mean, you've certainly got a lot to be be going on with.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd be a good podcast, wouldn't it? It would. Good question. I think probably pick your fights. I'm not saying I've learned how to do that. I'm just saying that it would be a good idea if I could. (laughs) No, I'm I'm really lucky with my my girls so far, so far. But I do definitely have to bite my tongue and focus on the fact that they do their homework and they train for their sports really hard without being asked and very willingly, rather than the state of their bedrooms or the fact that they appear to be surgically attached to their mobile phones. <laughs> the whole the whole sort of mobile phone social media thing is is obviously a novelty to to everyone in my generation so I wish I could offer advice on that but I actually I think I'm just sort of muddling through and hoping it'll all be okay
1: mm. have you reached the it's not fair stage yet
2: oh <laughs> even from the 10 year old
1: even from the 10 year old <laughs> yes all of my friends do etc etc yes it's uh, it's a it's an interesting stage isn't it do it's they good. get on together do they support each other
2: they get on really well together. And in fact they, they because they all play a great deal of sport and the ten year old loves coming to watch the older ones and the older ones when they when the term dates don't quite overlap, the older ones come back to Hobridge and watch the younger one play that's, her sport there. It's lovely. Yes, yeah, so they're really, really supportive of each other. And, I mean obviously they have their moments.
1: And do they regale the younger one with their stories, their time at Hobridge school? Do they tell 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 all the sort of sneaky little secrets?
2: Yes all the time all the time in particular in particular with the sport actually um because they've done these tours they they you know and and I think at that age you can go away and you can get a little bit homesick and things like that so they they the older two quite often speak to the younger one about when you go this is what you should take and this is what you should do and and you know everyone will be feeling the same way it's it's lovely
1: so do they get competitive, though, if they're sports people? Do they, they compete with each other?
2: Luckily, luckily not, because they're in different, different age groups. But that would be horrendous, I think. That would be awful. They, they also, I mean, they all play a lot of netball. My older one plays a lot of lacrosse as well. So St Catherine's plays lacrosse, which she really enjoys. And the younger two love their cricket. So they've got quite a range of sports between them.
1: I have a feeling it's going to be quite expensive in the future for you. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> your, your, trip, your trips out to watch sport are, uh, are not going to be cheap.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm basically a taxi service at the moment as it is. <laughs> but I think that's only going one way, unfortunately.
1: Oh. And are any of them aspiring to be sort of full-time sports sports ladies, sportswomen?
2: Well, actually, they all... They all play a lot of sport. In fact, this is the the, the girls' sport at Hobridge, I mean, as I, said, I can't, really can't recommend it highly enough. But both of my old, in fact, they they all play county level sport at the moment. And the older two are, are by no means the only ones in their year who do that. There's there's several girls in the in the what, what is now sort of year ten and year eight who p- represent Surrey at netball, hockey, cricket, running, swimming, tennis yeah there there are really if you if you if you're interested in sport you are you are taught so well you can really go on and do do great things
1: and I think even if you don't go on to to take sports sort of internationally, you learn so much from it as we've said before, don't you it does set you up as a person
2: it does and i and I think it's very it's a really bonding experience. I always used to like watching the Hobridge girls go to tournaments because they arrive on the bus together. You know, they're all obviously in the, the same kit and they move as a pack. You know, mm. they, they're very, it's very um, sort of tribal in a way, I suppose. You know, they, they, they do everything together. They have their lunch together. They go to the loo together. They, <laughs> they win together. They lose together. They celebrate together. They commiserate together. I, I think, it, yes, as you say, I think it's a really good sort of formative experience, whether, whether you take sport on or not. I think that's just really good for you.
1: Well, very good luck with your um the rest of your next I don't know. I suppose it's about sort of 18 years on the touchline, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Good. In fact, I'm about to go and watch lacrosse now. Oh, good. Good. I was a la- <laughs> yeah. lacrosse player. It's a fantastic sport. I'm I'm, it is. I'm it's so a great glad sport. it's still being played. I was worried it was yeah. going to uh, sort of die out, but I'm glad it's being played. So, well, good luck with that today and uh, thank you for talking to us today about your girls at Hopebridge School. No
2: problem. Lovely to meet you.
0: So that was Nikki Thompson talking about her experiences of life as a mother of three girls at Hope Ridge School. Thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.